hello and welcome to episode number 51 of Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by WeStreamFM. On this week's pod, we'll be chatting about the recent announcement of Football Manager 19. But first of all, I must introduce you all to my co-hosts. Kurt Dizzle, hello sir. You are a pro, Matthew. I just wanted to tell you that. I'm a pro? Yeah. What do you mean I'm a pro? You are a pro. We tried to make you laugh before the intro. You I wasn't even watching. You were having done a bit. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to that. Don't worry. Uh, Mr. Dave Azabadi, welcome. Welcome and hello. Uh, oh, it's, it's reverted. Yeah. I like Brilliant. that. I like that. And uh, Joseph, you've got something to tell us, I'm sure. It's great to be back. Yes. Yes. It's great to have you back. Marvellous. We've got a, a rampack show for you. But first, we must cover off some save updates, gentlemen. We'll start off with Joe. We very rarely start off with Joe. I'm intrigued just to see what's going on at Villarreal. Or is it Valencia? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's definitely still Villarreal. Um, it's doing, done well. Um, I was quite happy. Uh, finished the season in second place. Went into the final game of the season on uh, kind of on level points with Barcelona. So it went down to the final game. Um, I really didn't want to win the league in the first season because it's just awkward. Um, but I was played at Atletico Madrid in the in the last game. They dicked me. So uh, yeah, second place in the league. Kind of went through doing all the summer transfers, doing all the nice bits, and I'm I'm kind of firmly into into season two now, which is uh, which is good. Won the Copa del Rey, uh, which was good. Um, got a few youngsters in, and it's all kind of you know just ticking along nicely. Really, just need to do a bit of writing to catch up on a, a bit of a review, and uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Going into that last game, your level on points. Who who had the better head-to-head record? Was it you? Or? No, definitely Barcelona. They dicked me, and they dicked me. Played the Super Cup in this season. They dicked me. <laughs> safe <laughs> safe to say that they dick me. Did they win their last game as well? They did. Yes. Ah, okay. Subtle theme there. Um, slightly more personal question, Joseph. Uh, are you enjoying returning to blogging? Uh, I would. Uh, yes, I am. Um, it kind of goes back to what I always hear you idiots saying about you, you never had time to play the game and I actually haven't had time to play the game much I haven't had time to write because it's been manic busy at work at the moment um, but as of tomorrow I've got nine days off so I'm hoping to have a good catch up and kind of I've got a few things that I've kind of started writing that I want to get out so I'm hoping next week should be a nice bumper week on my week, week off of finishing bits off and you never know might might get one out a day I was going to say, I'm expecting nine posts a day. Not not one a, one a day, nine. No, just one, mate. <laughs> I know you're only one season in, but do you feel like most? In, do you feel like this is the save you've most invested in in FM18? Um, not not yet, to be honest. Um, I've had some good saves in FM18, um, some really good saves, and this one this one is good because I've got kind of my my philosophy of how I want to do it. So there's there's a bit of enjoyment around that. Is that I'm Everything I do, it's with keeping an eye on the rules I've set myself. Um, I think, you know, the way it's going, I could turn FM on and play it and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, so it's it's different. I wouldn't say it's my favourite yet, but it's definitely going to be up there, I think. How's PHG doing? Uh, he's a little bitch. Um, <laughs> he's moaning that he's not getting much game time at the moment, and that's more because I'm, I've, I'm in love with the four two two two. It's fantastic. I mean, you play it, you can just change the mentality. If you want to, you know, shut a game up, just go contain or defensive. 
But then at the same time, if you if you're kind of not producing much, just go attacking, and and you don't have to change the player roles, just change that mentality, and then it's just it's an awesome system that we kind of got working out here. I I almost wanted to steal it from you, but I feel wrong. I tried the inverted version. It, it it's not it's not quite the same. I don't think. To, and also to be I fair, think the... I was gonna say to be fair, I I I'd love to share it around with a few people just to see if they get the same same kind of results that I'm getting. And I tend to find that it's more, there's kind of a base system of how it is. Leave the players in the positions they're in, but I spend a lot of time, like when I'm watching the game, I, I react and I'll change the mentality depending on how the match is going. And once you get the right mentality, it's it's brilliant. But you have to kind of, there's no, just it's not a plug and play. You have to do a little bit of adapting. But once once he's there, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, Danny Welbeck is a, a world beater at the moment and who'd have thought that? Well, eh? um, yeah, I was talking on, on stream about this the other day, actually, and Cleon was in the stream um, and I was sort of saying, like, basically changing mentality, like sort of flipping and flopping between mentalities is actually a huge change, like for your team, um, the sort of mechanics behind changing from control to counter or, or vice versa or whatever is actually huge. So if you've got a system that allows you to, to switch between mentalities and it's, it's still effective, then uh, you could be onto a winner. It's it's what it's the pretty much the only real change I do I I make to be honest I I switch between mentality because obviously you do have a, you know if we're talking old world sliders there's a lot that changes under the covers um, and so I do think it's it can be quite a stark change and I tend to I mean we're getting a bit into nitty gritty tactics really but I tend to have the three tactics maybe looking the same but I'm training up at least three different mentalities regardless so at least we're familiar with all of them when it comes to switching between them at any point during the season. Um, Mr. Curtis, as you've, as you've piped up, um, how's your save going? Uh, yeah, good, good. Um, we are firmly, well, we're, we're through the, tr- the second transfer window now, so we're um, into February, uh, but things are going pretty well. We're, we're second behind Galatasaray. We always expected Galatasaray to be runaway winners of the league, and I think they're nine points clear of us um, after about, 18 games played or something like that um but we're we're going quite well like we made some good additions we brought in ferry from uh from leon um we brought in pepper check um for not very much money two fan has been moved back to libero we're sort of employing this sexy hipster tactic with a libero and inverted wing backs um and it's it's going quite well we're just sort of tweaking it as we go and um playing some nice football to be fair we're undefeated in the league in about 13 or 14 games. Um, I mean, there's a few draws thrown in there with sort of relatively late equalisers here and there, but, you know, there's no no red on the score sheet since October. So um, it's it's going well. I've, I, feel like, um, I feel like I've kind of grown into it a little bit, like a bit more invested in the save than I was to start with. And um, now that the team is kind of playing as I want them to, and we're, we're kind of recruiting to, to suit that tactic... Um, I feel like we could be uh, we could be onto a good one. If we finish a solid second, like clear of Besiktas in uh, in in the Turkish league, I feel like next season could be a, a good one to kind of push on and maybe secure myself a league title. Because I realised the other day the only trophies I've won on FM eighteen are the Europa League and an FA Cup. That's it. Slim picking. Right. Uh, how's your Libera experiment going? Because mine sort of. I mean, I beat United using a libero, which which baffled me, and I've then used it 
fairly sparingly other than when I've sort of had to face the the AI's 343 or 433 narrow um, to try and offer so, something a bit deeper and prevent the, that sort of middle overload. But I'm intrigued as to how you're finding them in terms of their own individual performances as well as the sort of the general team performance and what they contribute. It's um, well, it, I started using it offline on my forest save. I sort of went back to that offline uh, a little bit. I've, I've only played about half a season further on from when I left it on stream, but I was I was using the libero with two inverted wing backs um, with one central midfielder. So in possession, we had effectively three DMs, if you like, with two inverted wing backs sitting narrow, the libero breaking through the two central defenders, and then you're advanced playmaker sort of supporting the attack with two strikers um unfortunately with Fenerbahce we've not been able to use that particular system so we've had to sort of bring in an extra central midfielder which means we've lost the striker um we've pushed the wingers on so the libero isn't as effective in this role but I mean to be honest I don't really have the player just yet to to play it like we've we've dropped in uh Ozan Tufan who's like been my best midfielder but because we've strengthened him in, in midfield He's kind of the best candidate for the role at the moment, um, so he's kind of learning the role. He's made a f- he's made a few mistakes, like nothing that's made me want to move away from it just yet. Um, but it's uh, it's a work in progress, definitely. So, how have you found it? Obviously, sort of managing abroad in a little bit more of a, an obscure league. Have you how, how are you finding that in general? Yeah, it's good. It's good actually. Like it's good just to to learn a little bit. Like in like for example, I didn't know. In Turkey, like when you give players contracts, you don't pay them appearance fees and stuff like that. It's all just built into their salary. Um, for every win you get, you get four hundred and sixty grand. Like Fenerbahce's finances are meant to be in dire straits, but we've got forty million sitting in the bank. Yes, we're paying off a million a quid a month on a loan, um, but like every time we win a game, we're getting nearly half a million for it. Yeah. So it's bonkers. Um, yeah, it's been good fun. It's been good fun. And. Uh- how many Kathy Burks have you had in your stream recently? Quite a lot. Quite a lot, which is which has been positive on the whole, apart from the last stream yesterday, which I won't go into. But um Was she called uh, a mother effer again. No, no, that was um that, I took that one on the chin to be fair. Um yesterday there was there was a lot of a lot of Turkish people in the stream, which is great, you know, that was kind of the point of doing the save. I knew there was a big Turkish market on Twitch watching Football Manager and I kinda of wanted to try and tap into it a little bit. I, you know, the fact that I wanted to do something different on Twitch as well was, it just all sort of married together well at the time. Um, but they, uh, there's a few of them that came in yesterday that didn't want to listen to me when I said, please speak English in chat. And then, yeah, it all just escalated. Brilliant. But in general, a wholly positive experience. <laughs> Mr. David, have you decided what you're doing yet? Well, um, by the time this uh, podcast goes out, I should be back on Twitch. I'm going to get a schedule out uh, weekly, uh, like a few of the lads do, uh, just to give everyone sort of an insight when I'll be uh, going live. I was going to do Wolves, but you guys have uh, ridiculed me before we went on the pod. Um, <laughs> How many times have you done Wolves this year yeah, so far, well, Dave? Yeah, that's, that's it. Many times but to be fair, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to, uh, I'll have to be doing Wolves next year anyway. So I think it probably is a good idea that I sort of steer away from that uh, being honest, I think I just got a bit too excited with the with the transfer window. But I, I said it before; I think it was West Ham or Fulham, and I'm probably going to steer again to one of those two teams. Um, but yeah, Fulham. we'll be kicking off. Brilliant. 
Uh, we'll be kicking <laughs> off this weekend, and uh, hopefully three or four times a week we'll be on the the old Twitch. I feel bad now, Dave. You, you, you look. Be yourself. That's what's cool. All right. That's what's really cool. You do you. Just, you, you, you worry about people now. taking the do piss Do all safe for the beta, and then do all safe for the main game. We're going to take the piss out of you, whatever happens. So you, and you when, when be it wolves, comes to January, <laughs> when it comes to January, when you sign a load of other Portuguesers, you can go. go and be wolves again. Brilliant. Four times a four, four times a game. That's, Definitely that not fair. being wolves now. <laughs> um, as for my save, things have gone a bit south. Uh, so last season we qualified for the Europa League bear in mind the pressure's on a little bit because we needed to win some silverware because we've only got a season left before we sort of, I guess we, we fail that part of the challenge no one's really been able to answer me what what actually happens if we don't win the, the sort of some silverware within the first four years whether that's it or, or what I don't know um, but it's been a bit of a struggle balancing uh, sort of Challenging on all fronts, basically, because uh, we finished very strongly, despite being tipped for relegation, finishing fifth in the second season, has meant that the board are now expecting us to finish in the Europa League places once again, and then reach the latter stages of most of the competitions we're in, bar Europe. Um, and we didn't have that kind of that kind of run in Europe anyway. We we uh, got we got through the the group stages, drew Euro uh, Espanyol in the first round of the Europa League and then uh, second round we got AC Milan and that went as well as you can expect So, and bear in mind I had a lot of injuries at the time as well I don't tend to run a, a very large squad but I was I was trying everything and having to change things on a weekly basis purely because I had so many injuries to similar based positions and similar, similar players um, there's been a few rustled moments this week I tell you Jesus Christ um, just from like whether it be team talks deciding results or what have you and having eight clear-cut chances in two games and not scoring a single goal um, despite having seemingly good enough players to put them away normally. But yeah, one of those things, I guess. Um, things may be looking up towards the end of the season. We just need to finish strongly, but we've got a pretty tough run. In. So we're now out of all the cup competitions and it's just Europa League that I need to... I, I dare say I might be struggling to keep my job at the end of the season and my contract runs out, I did notice. I haven't signed a new one yet. Um, we've gone past March. I've not been offered a new one. So it might be that I'm out the door anyway, to be honest. So it, that could be the challenge over. Have you not asked for one? I haven't asked for them, but they normally offer in March, and that's what I was kind of waiting for. So that hasn't happened yet. I've, ne I've, n I don't think I've ever had to ask for a new contract. They, they did come round actually last season and say we wanted to discuss uh, offering you a new contract, and I said, how about we look at the uh, strengthening the the youth training and the youth facilities uh, instead of my contract. See, I think the ball's in your court. Then you, you know they've come to you asking for a contract. You said no. We'll talk about it later. Don't you worry. But late has never come so far, so I'm a, I'm a bit worried, to be honest. They're probably sitting there going, he's not signed a new deal and he's not he's not brought it up again. We, we don't want to bring it up to him again in case he says no. But it's, You're the, just in a weird little standoff. The problem is, though, I've got I've got this like, team of like, wonder kids that we're seemingly bringing through. I've got a couple more queued up ready for next season as well already. I'll be absolutely gutted if I can't see them, them through. I've got... Um, one Portuguese lad who we signed at 18 and he is he's four and a half stars at, he's now I think he's just turned 19 now and he is incredible he's had two nearly two full seasons and I don't think I've ever seen a player who can play anywhere across the midfield whether it be defensive or more advanced so well 
Uh, the only thing he doesn't have is flair or height, but everything else he's absolutely class at. Been trying to train training him as a libero, but that experiment, as as we've already sort of covered, got short shifted. It's lovely watching them blossom, though, isn't it? Oh my word! I, I'm I'm so addicted to them. It's, I mean, if if uh, Operation Nutri listen to this podcast, um, I didn't say anything. Goodbye. You seem to know a lot about the operation. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. The team meeting. Moving swiftly on then to uh, to our team meeting. And, and this week we're covering the, the news of, as I presume we all expected, of a football manager 19 being a thing. Um, there was a couple of baity tweets put out by Mr. Jacobson himself, which led many people to believe that, that something was happening um, that wasn't actually happening. And as per usual, a, a lovely response from him. Uh, despite him putting the bay out in the first place. But nevertheless, uh, there's a lot of change this year. So there's a new brand image and there's other other bits of dealings that we're going to... And we're not going to try and focus on the match engine or anything like that this week because ultimately we don't know. There's been very little announced other than the game's coming and... It's anything that we've been able to to take out of the description on Steam, the game is available on pre-order as well, um, and there, so there's a few little little bits that we can we can try to dissect. But uh, does anyone want to get us started? If we sort of start about the the new brand image and the the new artwork, uh, and just the the general changes that that SI have applied to their product. Um, yes, uh, the new artwork. I mean, quite often a, a sort of a brand change signifies a. Uh, a change in in something doesn't it like whether it will come this year or next year or what i'm not sure but like it's obviously a a move away from i I can't imagine they've done it out of boredom put it that way like i don't know whether like eventually they'll move to like a subscription model or something like that um but it's i'm quite excited to see what the brand what the branding change will bring to the game because like it's been man- manager man, hasn't it now for what, twelve, thirteen years? So two thousand and five, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So there's one. got to be there's you know presumably there's something behind it. I think well the, the whole logo thing it's quite a big move for such an established well like sort of company or you know or game in general to to change the whole logo. I think either this year or next year if they wanted to do it it was the right time because obviously with a lot of the changes and. Obviously, uh, which we might touch on later on, launching the game in Germany for the f- like more or less the first time. I think it's always good if they wanted a fresh look. This is probably when to do it. So um, I, I really like it. It's a, it's a really smart look. Um, but obviously, it's quite surprising that they're getting rid of almost uh, we could say an iconic logo that everyone's sort of so familiar with. Yeah, and I, I think it's quite indicative of what they've done. Obviously, they've moved offices now, uh, and it's quite yeah. you know a fresh new look for you know where they're working out of. And I think. A lot of people that have worked for Football Manager, they you know, you look at people like um, Mark Duffy and people like that. They've worked there a long time. You know, the same with Miles. They've been there since it was more of an indie company, and I think now they're they're taking it to the next step. You know, a nice, I say, nice new office, brought in some young people. I mean, even some like Curtis. You know, it, it's a lot of the things that are happening seem to be, you know, people like him are coming into the company, which have got new ideas, and it's it's a bit of a fresh look. And I just think it's you know, it's a nice. Whether they're going to do anything with it, it's just refreshing, isn't it? Change is good as a rest. Well, that's that's sort of 
what my point was going to be really is are we reading too much into it does it signify anything other than them just having a bit of a refresh with it being like you know having 13 years having pretty much the same logo every year bar um bar changing the date occasionally is it just that is it they're just having a bit of an update having a it's a, a it's a clean a much cleaner look a lot more uh sort of akin to what we expect from most other brands uh sort of in in 2018 uh, most companies have gone for this sort of flatter look. I quite like looking at sort of the, the sort of the retrospective of, of bigger brands and how their logos have changed over time. And you compare like someone like Pepsi. I think we've almost gone backwards in time. So we'd got to a point in the sort of the mid two thousands where everything was super flashy and glossy, and now we've moved to this much flatter, cleaner look. It's sort of more akin to what we were probably looking at, sort of you know forty years ago, really. And I like it anyway. I like that whole this whole flat look. I don't know if we are reading too much into it or whether there is any significance behind it or the reasoning behind it, if there is any at all other than purely aesthetics. Uh, yeah, the thing, the thing that makes me think that maybe um, we shouldn't expect any major changes, certainly this year, is just I remember Miles tweeting a couple of days before the announcement just saying, decisions, decisions. So it was almost like it was a, a last-minute call on whether to go with presumably one set of artwork rather than the other um which kind of makes me think maybe maybe this year won't be the year of big changes but potentially further down the line we could see something i just think uh, as we've sp- uh, like said though in general i think it's it's a fresh start we know that football manager and si now have they're trying to push the game in a different direction they've got such a big audience now of guys that are sort of uh, you know have been playing the game for a long time 25 30 years uh, years of age plus and they want to push it in a new direction now. And then if they're going to give the game and the, the whole logo and company a fresh look uh, when they're pushing it in this new direction, there's probably people that are around my age, 18, 19, 20, that are going to see it now. It's like, oh, I've not seen that before. Whereas they were sort of more familiar with the older logo. And it might it might just, you know, make them think, you know, I'll, I'll have a look at that. And I, I mean, I'm moving on to the next point. But, you know, the sponsorship with uh, the likes of Hashtag United that got confirmed this week. I think, you know, obviously the guy who's running the whole thing obviously spencer has got a channel that was mainly that started up using fifa and he still does a little bit of obviously that game on his channel and he's got the younger audience there and they watch those videos they watch the hashtag videos and for football manager i think it's a, almost a win-win situation they get to support someone that's almost been a little bit of an ambassador for the game over the last few years he's got a massive audience and that's the sort of market that uh, football manager and sports interactive are, are wanting to go down I say you've you've touched on on the the whole hashtag relationship, which yeah. like they obviously have an existing relationship with other clubs. So Wimbledon, Watford, there's oh, yeah, also sure. Sheffield United as well. I think had a sponsorship on their shirts at some point. Um, but like you've said, hashtag United and that uh, that relationship can only bring new eyes onto that onto Football Manager. It's whether you know it's whether the everyman actually realizes what it is, other than because it could just be a random sponsorship people i guess don't it depends on on the person who sees it but and also maybe it depends on how far that that um that brand relationship goes ultimately if it's just a shirt sponsor that's one thing if they're getting represented on the actual uh the actual youtube channel properly as in they're being mentioned and they're sponsoring things within the video that will absolutely get eyes. I don't. I don't know that they're the the hashtag United metrics. I don't know how many views they get per video, but I'm assuming 
it's fairly sizable to at this point. So that's a lot of new eyes that are potentially going to be advertised to, and it's the sort of people that they're surely wanting to be advertising to. Yeah, it's kind of a, pretty much what I was going to say. Like it would surprise it would surprise me if it was just purely a, a shirt sponsorship. Um, like I know Spencer's done videos previously, like network saves with like True Geordie and Hugh Wizzy and sort of people like that um, on his own channel. And I know he's an sort of avid player of the game anyway. It wouldn't surprise me if other people in that team were also players of Football Manager. So to be honest, I think I'd be surprised if we didn't see some kind of uh, some kind of like something like that, like draft modes or something like that pop up on on the hashtag channel because I think it's a really, really shrewd move, um, to be honest. Like, people are saying, oh, you know, will will that mean that um, that, that they're going to do a, a lower league database and stuff like that? And I don't think they will, but it wouldn't surprise me if hashtag are included as some kind of Easter egg. But, um, yeah, I'd be surprised if it was just purely a shirt sponsor. Yeah, maybe something like the old Harchester United, if you remember that. And when, uh, what was the uh, Soccer AM team? Uh, they were in it as well, weren't they, a few years ago? Um, but yeah, like you say, I think it's nice if they're getting in at the ground level as well, like they did with AFC Wimbledon. Um, whether they're they're looking for that long term affiliation, you know, I think them having an in at different levels of football is good as well because it's it's just more understanding about what's going on. If they're getting, you know, because if they can take anything from the teams to put into the game, it can only be a good thing. Well, it's sort of taking up what you were saying about the the draft mode, Curti, as well. They it's something that other teams have tried that don't have like an actual affiliation with with SI. I, I remember, I think it was Jamie Vardy and Andy King did one on Leicester's uh, fan channel. I don't think you know. I think it was the official channel a couple of seasons ago, and and they're the SI are quite happy to promote the sort of the French national team. They they're always sort of sharing photos of them on like during travelling and particularly during the World Cup, showing them play it quite heavily. So it'll be interesting to see how someone with a bit more of a recognised YouTube presence, uh, if, how how they're likely to utilise that sort of relationship would be would be quite interesting. And and also like from a perspective that we'll never get to see, but see how much that would actually impact the the numbers and sales numbers for 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 a football manager. It'll be really interesting to see if that does genuinely have a direct increase in in sales really. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they're trying to tap in a little bit to the FIFA market. You know, look at the Creators Cup last year. They had Chesnoid and uh, that Lewis. Um, and it brings back bad memories for you, Dave, that. Easy now. But, Tears um, coming in the eyes. You know, quite clearly they're seeing that as, you know, young fans, um, football orientated, football obsessed. And that's obviously that's that's the future of football manager. That's their their upcoming market. So... To try and get into that any way, which way but loose, is a good thing, and and hashtag I think will be a great gateway for them. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty much, I think we're pretty much in agreement on that one. So, moving on to sort of one of the features that is was featured in the one of the features that is featured. That's awesome. I love mentioning the same thing in the same sentence. Uh, in this in this description on Steam, which is pretty much the only thing we've got to go off at this point is that we're told that we'll know more at the towards the end of September, but they have mentioned something about new training and potentially having m- more control over it. Um, so I, we can only speculate at this point because we have no information to go off other than this little tidbit in the in the Steam description. 
but what do we think or what or how could they do to make it better? It's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, literally, we're going off a line of a description sort of saying, oh, you can take, you'll take an active role on the training ground, which obviously is is very much up in the air. I mean, that could just be a flippant comment. You never know. Like, But obviously, a, a lot of people have identified training as, as needing an overhaul. Um, personally, I just think feedback, better feedback and more regular feedback from coaches would be enough, like idea of kind of watching training and stuff like that i've got no no real interest in but um yeah it's it's really really hard to say given the, given the information that we've got yeah i agree with Curtis. it's quite well it's fairly vague it, as, as you say it might just be a comment about general manager you know manager life but yeah i mean training is mentioned every year and it has been for i don't ever since i've started content creation whenever you look at someone wanting to do a football manager feature playlist trainings normally the first thing they mention and you know last year someone had mentioned it to miles on twitter i remember and he's like well no one uses training so like what why do we need to improve it and i was like yeah no one uses it because it's no good but um you know like, like curtie said i think live training would be a good aspect but at the same time i think again agreeing with curtie i think i'll probably use it for maybe the first month of the game and maybe not touch it again but feedback and stuff more maybe uh, setting up drills and seeing what players have done well in certain drills and stuff just separate features i think training as a whole that's one of the biggest parts of being a manager and it's almost non-existent at times in the game it really does need to be a little bit a little bit more prominent in football manager for me i think set piece training would be the one thing i think i would like to see visually love training (laughs) and that's the thing it's not about finding a way to beat the match engine so to speak it's more about going this is where i want people how does this play out so if i've got my corner taker you know and this is the system where are the players running because it's all well and good having them in a static position with an arrow pointing somewhere but in the match engine it's all you know relevant to what their attribute is to certain you know certain aspects of that set piece and it's not just attacking i'd like to see it in defensive transitions you know do many people actually set up throwing tactics because again it's something that you could if you could see it, how it works, you'd probably pay more attention to it. And it's just one of those, you know, small little things that would, I think would make you immerse yourself a little bit more into the game. I think I think one of the things that I've always sort of wanted to see as well as younger players that have got in the sort of under 23s, I've actually wanted to see them train with the first team, see how they compare with the first team, if they're better than the first team. Uh, and I think the best way to do that, other than chucking them in the first team, which is a bit of a risk, um, having them watching them train with them is a is a good alternative, I think. Well, sort of leading on from your sort of youth training suggestion, uh, Dave. One thing that it's not directly related to training, but it is, uh, I guess, looking at the results of your training. What I would like to see is a better way of tracking the development of youth players, because uh, there is no other than the the graphs that you have, which I think might be limited by date anyway. You've got no real proper way of having a nice like just taking a snapshot. Of, of a player and it just being there just so you can look back at each it doesn't even have to be a youth player but any player that you've had just almost having a capture of a, a set point it doesn't have to be at any time um, whether it's at the start of the season whatever it doesn't really matter because I, I, I'd I gather that taking screenshots of every single player that you've got will take up significant hard drive space at some point but it would be nice just to have that data set there to have a look back and flick through at each season to see even if it's just a case of three attributes up, three attributes down, and also then you see the decline of a player, but having a better view of that available for every attribute 
would be nice to see or even having like a, a review of the year where you where it actually gives you a breakdown this player has improved three points in dribbling for example or something like that it would be nice just having that that uh better visual of of seeing your players improvements as they age or or decline depending on which which side of the scale they're on yeah, I think, I mean, in general, we always, every week, we always sort of come up with maybe little suggestions for new features and so on. And I'm sure we'll probably do an episode uh, based on it in the next month or so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, training, we all know it's a, it's a massive part. And for them to drop that little hint in the description there, it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the in the next few weeks and what they'll reveal. The the other thing I've noticed, and we focused on the, the Steam description, is that the technical requirements for the game haven't changed from last year and they didn't the year before that or the year before that from my perspective it's a bit of a concern and i guess it depends on on which side of the fence you sit on if you if you end up playing the game on a a five-year-old laptop you don't really want them to change because it means that your experience is going to be vastly reduced if they decide that the requirements go up but from my perspective it would be great if the game performs better um, and I, I've said it in the past about the, the actual game's performance. It doesn't utilise multi-core CPUs very well at all. And this frustrates me, because, particularly if you're loading multiple leagues, it takes a long time to process, regardless of having you know having the, the grunt of a, a CPU capable or not. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I, you know, I've actually done tests on this to see how the, the CPU behaves during processing. Uh, so I'm not just making like flippant claims with, with no actual evidence of this happening. He does that for fun. I do it for fun, genuinely do. Uh, <laughs> Nerd for a reason, <laughs> but but it, it's just a bit frustrating, and I understand why. But I don't think that I feel like maybe they it could be improved to the point where it's it's compatible with both um, sort of sets of specifications of system. Just wanted to say, rip to the five people using it on Linux as well. <laughs> I would imagine they've used Steam stats to determine that we're not going to bother doing this anymore. But yeah, probably fair. Right. Um, anyone else? Any, anything? I mean, I guess we should say RIP Manager Man 2005 to 2018. To you. You, you need it. Someone needs to dub one of them Wayne tweets when Whitney Houston died. RIP Manager Man. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Uh, we've got a bit of time for a Q&A then. So, oh, it's been a it's been a fairly busy week this week with you lot. So, one of the questions that I think I've quite enjoyed actually is, and particularly, it's, I guess it's pertinent with the with the announcement of FM nineteen. We've all got to start thinking about when we're going to move on. Uh, this is a question from Benny M, which is at M Seven Um catchy catchy Twitter handle there. Uh, how do you pull yourself away from a save you're so invested in to play the new game? More, more beef against twi- people's Twitter handles there. Well, don't it's use numbers in your name. Don't use numbers in your name. You're not a prisoner, Please unless you are. In which case, listen. don't fight me. Um, I've, do you know, I've, ne- I've never really had an issue. Like, it's just, it's just part and parcel now, isn't it? Every year, you just kind of wipe clean and start afresh. Same mm. here. I don't think. I don't think I've ever sort of um, had an issue with it at all. To be fair, once you know a new game's imminent, though, to be honest, it's it's very rare that I'm sort of stuck with FM. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah. Once a new game's coming, I'm I'm ready to play. 
I've got I've gone back to saves in previous years, sort of two or three years later, but it's never the same, is it? Nah. We've done a uh, res done that. Obviously, he was getting a bit annoyed with his Stuttgart save. Get a little DM. Uh, have you still got the uh, River Plate Boca Juniors <laughs> save? Back he went to FM seventeen. He, he played a few games just to kind of rekindle the passion. Um, very much like you guys, it's just new game, new save. You know, and that's what we do. I guess we've kind of sort of semi-answered uh, someone else's question here, which is uh, Simon M W U K. Uh, which is how do you decide upon a new save, especially with FM19 on the horizon? But I guess some of us will have already made that decision already. Um, uh, I I haven't yet. I haven't secured what I'm going to do. I know I know some people will will start with a beta save and then move into something once the main game is released. I don't know what approach I'm going to do. I'm I'm convinced I'm going to do a save in Germany purely because of the the licensing being in place now. Uh, I feel like it'd be wrong not to abuse that. But I, ultimately, I'm not. I'm not sure. And it's for the first time in a long time where I, I haven't really had a clue of, of what I was going to do ahead of time. I think I'm going to jump in with... Like Everton's transfer business has been pretty good for the second... Well, for the second year in a row, really. So I think I'm going to have a little go with them like in beta, just familiarise myself with any new features. Um, and then I've got a couple of ideas for sort of longer-term save. Which one, which one I go for yet, I'm not entirely sure. No, no decision made, but I think Everton will be my... Uh, beta save yeah I'm kind of I haven't thought about it but just listening to that question there I thought you know what Manuel Pellegrini and 10 new signings at West Ham I don't think I can turn that down in the beta (laughs) (laughs) I think for the last three or four editions of the game I've wanted there's a team that I've wanted to manage I haven't managed and I'm probably just not going to tell you now because I probably won't end up managing them again but it's, it's one of those obscure ones that may happen Interesting eyes emoji. Mm. Uh, Dave, who are you going to manage in the? Uh... <laughs> well, it's a good question, okay. Um, you know, many people are going to be questioning this, and people are going to be losing sleep over it. But believe it or not, I'm going to be managing Wolves. Right? <laughs> now I'm going to have two saves: one on Twitch, one on YouTube. Fingers crossed. But yeah, Wolves on Twitch. Yeah. Will you be going for the Portuguese manager job by any chance? Um, if it arises, yeah, let's do it, man. What about the manager's job? Hey, easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm loving the personal narrative you almost developed if you do go for that West Ham job, Joe. The... Well, it kind of it kind of fits twofold, doesn't it? It's Pellegrini yeah, it's and it's West Ham, yeah. and it's I'm perfect. like, do you know you what? Can... If I could slip my box in there as well, Brilliant. you know, it would be uh, <laughs> win, win, win. As long as people aren't slipping into your box, then it's all fine. Right, that's that's the question time over for this week, and now there's something for something slightly different. So, uh, we've had Curtis sort of dig me out for creating Twitter beef. He's been creating Twitter beef of his own uh, over his. He's thrown his dummy out, uh, I, not happy about his quiz. I've been getting shit left, right, and centre about fucking DC United and Harry Kill being a forward. Music and I still quizzes. think I'm right about the Harry Kill thing, by the way. Just so, just so we, you know, just so we're clear. Um, but basically, I'm on quiz strike, so I'm not doing the quiz. I don't know if has someone else done the quiz this week. So, so this this is. I mean, you interrupted me. That's one right. strike oh, one. Son. I was going to say, all you've got is the quiz, mate. You want to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> not, don't want to be dupe. Um, wow! Wow! <laughs> shot. Look, he's a shot partner already. Otherwise, he'd be gone. Yeah. I didn't realise the older shot save was starting so soon. Yeah, he doesn't um, listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, because Curtis on strike, we've decided upon ourselves that we're going to have a, a mini competition within a competition. 
So each week for for four weeks, each of us are going to take the reins of, of Quizmaster. And therefore, the same rules apply as per the quiz, but each of us will prepare prepare a quiz and Curti will be answering for the first time. So effectively, it's Quiz Curti as well as each of us. So we'll all fight against him and the quiz master for that week will then basically be tasked with making sure Curti doesn't answer any questions alongside those that are answering with him. And the one at the end of those four weeks, I guess, wins some pride, I guess. I don't know. I just, There's no real t- cookies. Something I, I like, like this idea. I, li- I look forward to embarrassing you all every week. I mean, hey, there we you've go. got a wrestling belt on your stream. You embarrass yourself. Hey. <laughs> he sleeps with that. Jesus Christ. Right. So without further ado, uh, it's time for Quiz Curti. Uh, take it away, Mr. Azapardi. You are first up. Cheers, boys. Uh, to be honest, I forgot about the the lowest points thing. So, Curti, this my, my quiz is actually quite easy because everyone always complains about how, how hard mine are. Minus. Quizzes, mm. you mean? Yeah, the quiz. They've cool. wrote this 10 minutes before, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So, um, <clears throat> normal quiz rules apply. As uh, Curtie's going to be judging me on this straight away because it's the first time. Uh, normal quiz rules apply. Um, the first one to shout in gets and gets it right, gets the point. Everyone's got to answer. And obviously, if you get it wrong, it is the minus one Viking Dan rule. And obviously, with the, the passing of uh, manager man, uh, RIP, you will live on forever. Can't believe it. I want to run to you. Um, we're going to be doing manager departures. And I thought a lot of you were probably thinking about FM19. It's not an FM, uh, FM19 quiz. So we'll start where we always do. Question one. Ready, Curti? Pressure's on. Can see always. the sweat rolling down his neck. Just warm in <clears> his room. <throat> Leave him alone. Question one. <laughs> Which football manager found out about his sacking whilst being live on TV as a pundit during Spain versus Nigeria? On BBC Three back in 2013. I'm sure we spoke about this on the pod before. A manager that was sacked whilst he was a pundit on BBC. You've all got to answer. Really? None of you have heard of this? I've I've heard of a few things. Uh, It's not the manager. I I don't think it's the manager. I think it is. but I'm I'm going to have a stab. John. Gus Poet. Correct. Joe's got one point. Let's get the pen out. GG. GG. It's a good shout. I thought that was an easy one, to be honest. But um, obviously not. Question two. All I had in my mind then, I'm sorry, Dave, was when Brendan Rodgers got sacked and Thierry Henry touches Jamie Jamie Carragher touches Thierry Henry's leg. That's all I kept thinking. I was like, what's that? Um, You lot, this is going to be the easiest one, I think. which manager, question two, by the way, which manager quit his job at Lazio after just two days back in 2016? Nerd. Matt? Oh, bollocks. Um, Paolo Di Canio. Uh, uh, minus one, Matthew. Joe. Go on, Joe. Uh, Bielsa. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Shut the bed there, massively. That's poor for you, that. Kersey, what's Dave. going on? So we're on to uh, question three, and you're not on the board yet. Right then, question three. Six games, I think this one might be difficult. Six games before the end of the season in 2003. On his birthday, which manager did Crystal Palace sack? So it was the end of the 0203 season, and I believe Crystal Palace were in the second division. Championship in modern day terms. Jeez. <sighs> That's a tough one, Dave. 
<laughs> He's a fairly well-known name. What year was it? Oh two oh three. Got a shit haircut. Joe. Go on. Trevor Francis. That's the one. Joe again. He's free up. I suppose you sent me the answers again. Yeah, that's it. Question four. Which current Premier League manager has been sacked by Crystal Palace, QPR, Plymouth and Notts County? Joe. Joe. Neil Warnock. Colin. He's in. <laughs> Had to be, didn't he, really, with you? It's going to be Warnock in a Dave quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. Which Italian manager has been sacked twice by Spanish giants Real Madrid? Italian manager. Joe. Joe. Oh, I said Joe, then. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, Capello? Yeah. Honest to God, I haven't sent Joe the answers. I swear to God. Right. Joe's on five, so you like need to hope for some minuses or get every single one of these right. This one will be another difficult one. If any of you get this, not and it's not straight away. Hmm. Interesting. Which former English-born Sierra Leone international was Nerd. supposedly gone? Ryan Giggs. No, 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 it's not. Are oh, you twat? <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is. I know who it is. And I've got it wrong. Oh, Dorks. <laughs> Which former English-born Sierra Leone international was supposedly sacked oh, after 10 minutes after he took the job at Torquay United in 2007? I fucking know the answer. And it was who I was going to say fucking earlier. That's pissed me off. <laughs> he said Sierra Leone. English-born and he made one cap for Sierra Leone. Played in Bastard. the Premier League and the... I think he played in the sort of top three divisions of English football. Was a little bit of a pundit on the Football League show. On BBC. Does, away, Does yeah. his son play football? Well, I'm not going to say that, am I? I'm letting, I'm letting Quizzy Rascal up there after the first stab at this. He probably ain't going to know who he is. Talky United 07 got sacked after 10 minutes. I have not got a clue. We've got to press you for an answer, Kay. Well, I'm going to pass then. I'm going to take the minus one. Okay, on the minus one. Joe, this is yours now. I'd assume you're getting it right. Do I get it wrong? Because I'm already on five points. No, we don't want to be fucking charity. I mean, Leroy Ross in here. Leroy Ross in here. Yeah, that's correct. It's correct. Bastard. Fucking knew it. Why I did I it. say fucking Ryan Giggs? <laughs> I said Sierra Leone. Latini. <laughs> was... um, fuck's sake. Question seven. Joe's walking away with it. Nigel Atkins heard about his sacking from Premier League side Southampton back in 2013 whilst watching television. He, like he heard about the news on TV, I'd probably do that quite poorly. But which current Premier League boss took over? That was nerd, I think. Manuel Pochettino. Yes, Matt. Minus. Oh, uh, correct. But you're back onto minus one now. Number eight. Gertie, you were closer. Which manager was sacked by Newcastle in late 2010? With most pundits and personalities condemning the move after the club wanted someone with more managerial experience. Curty. Go on. Hewton. Yes, man like Curty. Back in the game. Sort of. Yeah. Question nine. Which boss was axed by Manchester City despite at the time having the best win ratio? Joe. Joe. Manuel Pellegrini. Minus one. Oh, shit. Despite having the best win ratio of any Manchester City manager since the 1970s. Curty. Go on. Mancini. Incorrect. 
you say the year? Sorry, Dave. I probably should have. It would have made the, the, the well, question a lot easier. But it was... Um... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't give him the year now. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Pearce. Also incorrect. I, I, To be honest, I bottled that question. I feel bad. I might I might just leave all the points off that one. But, um, yeah. What was the answer? What was the answer? It was Mark Hughes in the end. Sorry. Yeah, Mark Hughes. Sparky. Yeah, Sparky. I, I should have put the year in there. That's my bad. That would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> um, last question. It's not, it's not an easy gig, this, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pressure on already. You know, the, helps if you write it public and, before you know, the we start. Fans are going to be after me. Question 10, final question. Chelsea got through to the Champions League final back in 2008, but ended up losing out to Manchester United, but which Chelsea manager also lost his job because of this? Curtis. Go on. Avram Grant. Yes. There we go. Right, then. Final scores. I mean, I think we all know who the winner is. Um, the quiz is the winner. The calculations are correct, which they're probably not. But uh, Matt, your last. Minus one. Sorry, son. No, no round of applause. Cheers, Joe. Ryan Giggs, Ryan Giggs, running down the wing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the turning point, Matt. You could have done it. But, yeah. Maybe uh, Curti, you're in second with a respectable zero, I believe. Thank you. No clap. Oh, there we go. And then winning with one, two, three, four, five points, Mr. Joe Nichols, Friday Night FM. Well done, sir. Congratulations, I'm, I'm warming into it. I've just got to get used to it. Was, I'm weeks, sorry. Mate. I think that was poor by me. I'm putting it out there straight away. Cumulative zero for for first week of of quiz Curti then, so still better than Viking Dan. He's <laughs> a <laughs> better debut than than Dan anyway. Right, um, this is almost the end of episode number fifty one. But before we go, uh, some time some plugs, gentlemen. Kurt Dizzle, where can people find you? Curti uh, FM, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Instagram, marvelous. Dave Azapardi, where can people find you? Uh, Dave has a party on YouTube and Twitter. Dave has a party FM over on Twitch and Instagram if you want to follow me, but I don't upload. So, yeah. Great. Cheers for the live story. Like you're um, streaming. <laughs> uh, Joseph. Uh, Friday Night FM on Twitter, FridayNightFM.com. Marvellous. And you can find me at Nerdphonic everywhere. So that does bring episode number 51 or official, unofficial episode number 52 to a close you can find the links for the five star pod twitter account we stream affirm discord server and each of us in the podcast description the five star potential podcast is available on itunes and soundcloud and most popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released on monday at 8 a.m every week if you've enjoyed the pod then please leave us a review on itunes and drop us a follow on soundcloud this has been Five Star Potential, a Wii Streamer from production, and we'll see you all next week for our anniversary, episode 52. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. See you later.